Become a 101 Patreon today. Head to patreon.com forward slash 101 part-time jobs and choose whether you're going to be a freelancer, a part-timer or a full-timer. You can get access to our full video interviews, to our Discord server, get pre-release tickets to our live podcasts and much more. Head to patreon.com forward slash 101 part-time jobs and pick up yourself a new gig. I did for the longest time and I wish that I knew that DistroKid was a thing. I don't even think it existed back then. DistroKid makes music distribution fun and easy with unlimited uploads and artists keep 100% of your royalties and earnings. A million plus artists rely on DistroKid to get their music on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, TikTok, Tidal, Instagram and all the major streaming services. When you get DistroKid, you can see a DistroKid bank and withdraw your earnings. You get notified when you've earned royalties and you can withdraw via the app and you can even check your streaming stats on Spotify. Spotify and Apple. Get 30% off your first year on DistroKid by going to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. 30% off for your first year. That's not bad. We know it's a tough world out there. Why don't you make it easier for yourself? And to get 30% off that free year as an artist where you get 100% of your royalties and earnings, go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. All right, stay with me. I'll be right back after this. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly Auto Parts When I'm at work and I call my bluff and I just want to get out I'm tight, I'm alright, I just might prepare for the drought Let me go on Every day I'm out on the slot all right you're listening to 101 part-time jobs 101 part-time jobs with me giles bidder where i speak to bands about how they've been able to make it work really being a band today you've got to have some side hustles and right here is where i want to get those stories on today's episode phoebe and lily from Lambrini Girls. Their new EP, You're Welcome, just came out. Great rock and roll band. Good energy, it's fun. There's a message. Yeah, I really like them. Cheers to Amy at Prescription PR for setting this up. And cheers to you for listening. 2000 Trees supports the show. Trees is a festival in Cheltenham, just a few hours away from London on the train. And it's a stacked lineup. Soft Play, formerly known as Slaves, Bullet for My Valentine, and Frank Hart and the Rattlesnakes are headlining. And there's just stacks and stacks of ace bands playing beyond that 100 reasons american football bob villain black honey the bronx brutus yeah loads of ace bands at trees this year if you want to go but you haven't got your ticket yet 
Head to 2000trees.co.uk and use the voucher code 101pod to get 20 quid straight off your ticket. All right, this is 101 Part-Time Jobs with me, Giles Bitter. Here's Lily and Phoebe from Lambrini Girls. It's, it's like, it now's quite an interesting time for music with a message because going back 15 years, for example, which is like not very long ago, from my experience, going to punk shows or rock shows or hardcore shows, whatever it is, like bigger scale at bigger venues like O2 venues or like local where I grew up in Watford, we're lucky because we had loads of local gigs, loads of local bands and promoters. I, maybe, I don't know if I was maybe, look, I could have been looking in the wrong direction, but now feels like a pretty vital time for bands to have a message. I think so. I mean, like you just have to kind of look around what's going like on in the world. Like, you know, it's like we're having to rally outside the Department of Education because a 16-year-old trans girl was killed. Like, it's like things... I think the thing is, it's everything's always being totally fucked. But I think now we're in an age of social media and information is spread so quickly, it can't get hidden. So it's more apparent now than ever that, you know, things need to change, really. Yeah, I feel like it's also just getting so awfully bad that it's hard for people to ignore like the cost of living crisis is now not just affecting the working class but also the sort of middle class which unfortunately nobody cared about it when it was just the working class but now that it's the middle class you know it's getting a little bit more coverage and generally I think with the like new legislations that the government is like employing regarding protests and trans rights it's just coming to a bit of a head and like it it's crunch time baby like and (laughs) we just like yeah there's definitely like more and more things for Phoebes to write about as as time goes on you know so yeah in a way you're right like the issues have always been there um I think they're just being more apparent yeah we're in the generation where you know, even working from home, that's kind of changed the perception of, of work and what it means to like have a full-time job. And to, cause I, I think like look, a massive part of this conversation for me is, is like everything comes back to identity and work comes back to identity. Cause it's just like what you do. Well, that's the first thing you ask someone when you meet someone at a party within the first five things you talk about is your fucking job, right? So what do you do? Yeah. Well, now I, I just do this. I've just gone, I quit my job so I can do this more. Sweet. Yeah. I think like we are we are in a very fortunate position. I've, we've got a bit of a leg up um, compared to other bands um, because we're not, we're working and obviously sustaining ourselves. Like we're not paying ourselves or anything. But I had um, an inheritance from my dad um, who passed away. So that allowed us to kind of get where we are a lot quicker. I don't think it's like the sole reason we got to where we are, but it's definitely, you know, other bands would have probably had to take a lot more time in order to, you know, pay for an EP or like, you know, rely on funding and stuff like that. So I think, yeah, I think it's important to be transparent about that because it's important to acknowledge that like, regardless of like both me and Lily's backgrounds, which are very like different, like, it's like we are benefiting their offer privilege. So that's something that we have to acknowledge yeah. and be transparent about because if we didn't have that, then we probably wouldn't be doing an interview with you right now. You like probably wouldn't know who we are. So, you know, it's extremely important to yeah. like be transparent and 
acknowledge that. Are you able to kind of think ahead and look at like how you can structure yourselves and basically be smart about like living what you have whilst, you know, doing the thing that you like doing most of the time? You know, for example, that might be living in a, a town that's not expensive or hanging out places that aren't too expensive. Have you thought much about that? I'm sorry, this is a bit of like a like a Poindexter question, but I find that stuff interesting. I mean, I've got no self-control with money. So what I do is live paycheck to paycheck. And yeah. then when I get paid, I go drink to the loads pub, of beers. drink loads of beers, buy loads of ciggies, and then I blow my rent money. And then I have to sell shit to make my rent. Um, so, and I've done that with lots of things, done that with a guitar, laptop, just to make my rent. Um, and then I do the same thing, but I'm getting to the point where I don't really have much more to sell. Like I moved back in with my mum. <laughs> I moved back in with my mum like three months ago and I was living in London and Lil lives in Brighton and my mum lives in Brighton, which I'm very lucky with. So I was like, mum, I need to come back home. Um, so came back home. I've got, started a new job and that I'm, I'm literally like, they don't know I'm in a band. They never, they, they can't know I'm in a band because they won't like it, but I'm selling advertising space in Richmond and it's fucking soul destroying. So I'm, I'm working down there and I want to move back mm. to London. But like, the thing is, it's like balancing it and actually making it sustainable is one thing. It's like, if this like has taught me one thing, it's like, I actually have to try and actually like budget because I'm facing the direct consequences of not budgeting yeah. my money, which is, not being able to pay my rent <laughs> but um I think it's also really important in regards to sustainability of the band and stuff it's like we are at a point now where we're like how long can we have our jobs for because we are so yeah. fucking busy yeah Phoebe's already already swapped jobs so Phoebe quit her job for a really important show because um we she couldn't get the day off you. so that was I, I handed in my notice my last day is 12th of June nice um no idea what I'm gonna do because over the summer obviously we're out like playing shows in in Europe and stuff so much that I won't actually be here like I think we're here maybe like eight no maybe like 10 days out of the month for both uh, June and July so it'll be yeah I have (laughs) uh, yeah I probably need to start thinking about that but that's basically it yeah and they also think about doing voiceover work yeah they? yeah it was but it seems like everyone wants like an acting qualification and i'm mate you'd be welcome you can do acting. like a good voice like yeah you'd smash it <laughs> my name's lily this is the... looking for something that we can maybe do out on the road mm. or like on a freelance yes. basis i want to sell my pants i've literally tried to find somewhere to sell my pants online if anyone is like listening to this and they know somewhere where I can sell my used pants. I think uh, message the band account. I've actually looked into that extensively yeah. many times, and I it's, can't find anywhere. It's also extremely competitive, so you need to actually kind of be on it like eight hours a day, yeah. like posting shit, and like it is a lot of effort, and like you need like a you need to build up a clientele. And because I've read into it so much and everyone's like, it's not as easy as it seems. Like you need to have like a proper image and like a business and blah, blah, blah. What about like Gumtree? Yeah. I, I mean, think they want a backstory yeah. as well. I don't think it's enough from my understanding of people. Doing yeah. It. You have to be like um, ballerina from Brazil or like, you know, something like that. They they want like those kinds. Of, it's fucking weird. They just sexualize and fetishize, fetishize 
fucking everything. I mean, you hit the nail on the head there when you said like, what's sustainability in being a band? What does that look like? I think that's that's my question. And you put it better than I ever could. And like, I guess, what what does that look like? Like, what does, you know, this EP, it's Ace, been listening to it over the weekend, out on Big Scary Monsters, which is a, such a sick label. You know, you sur- surrounding surrounding yourself with good people seems to be, like the number one thing that you can do as a, a band. And then like beyond that, being able to like develop yourself as musicians, as songwriters, but then also on an individual growth level, you know, who do you look up to in terms of that kind of thinking? Like at the moment, we're sort of just like riding. Coasting. Yeah, we're coasting. We're kind of making it work here and there as in like, you know, as and when we can. And I, I don't think it's, yeah, I think maybe now you're asking these questions probably at the exact right time because we need to be reminded. Yeah, we need to think about yeah. this. <laughs> like we don't know like that much about like the like being an industry band. It's all very new to us. Like we've fucking smashed out gigs in London and Brighton on the DIY scene for so long, and then everything just went like that. Like go go go, agents, mm. label, manager, all in the space of about a month, and it's been like the last year. And it was like building up to getting in a release schedule, building up to gigs. And like for half of that year, it was all just prep. And then suddenly it was like fucking boots on the ground. Let's fuck, let's go. Is is literally what it's been. So it's like, we're still really new to being an industry band. So like, we don't really, like we're still coming to grips with how the whole thing fucking operates, let alone how like we, where we fit into that. And like, we we understand what we want to do. And like, to an extent, we understand like how to play the industry and blah, blah, blah. But Play the game. Play the game, baby, or else the game. Well, hey, I mean, that's an interesting um, question. And just from experience, you know, I started projects and then like, you know, it's happened because it's like an all right, it's coming from a pure place. And then at some point you start listening to someone else and that takes away the purity of it. Keeping your own personality seems to be a real trick for the bands who have lasted the longest yeah oh, it's like we're really we're kind fucking of hot on that yeah. yeah like there's we like we are like that's I mean, the one thing like we put a flaming pile of shit on the cover of our first ep for christ's sake like nobody was gonna tell us <laughs> not to do that yeah. like we get a lot of just, things where it's like oh you shouldn't do that you shouldn't do that and we're just like fuck off like yes. no because that's the thing that like, you do see it and it like i think specifically and this is something me and lily have had multiple conversations about right you see it specifically with a lot of bands that are like femme fronted or like bands which are like all femme like specifically you see it a lot of the time like you'll see this band a couple years before and then they pop off and you unfortunately and it's of no fault of their own because it's the fucking industry and what it does to women non-binary people femme presenting people it forces them to dilute themselves into you know something which isn't like fully them a lot of the time so it's palatable but at the same time with that it basically means that in those scenarios, that's what also pushes women out of the music yeah. industry because then it's not something which is like nearly as authentic or original. So then it just becomes something else, which is just like a standard, like we'll feed this to people for a while and then they'll drop off you know, the face of the earth because people will lose mm-hmm. interest because they're not doing what they originally set out to do. So, I mean, I think it's kind of like the industry's way of literally just booting women out the fucking door. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, that was always like massively the case, wasn't it? Like women were always kind of marketed and tokenized. um, And then, yeah, like Phoebe said, like diluted, 100% agree with that. And I think like for us, we just want to be as off-putting as possible and 
whoever wants to stick around for it yeah. fucking you're gonna go have to it. stick around for it because we're gonna be in every we're gonna be at every fucking <laughs> billboard in vegas know, in vegas <laughs> What hundred one part-time jobs? One hundred one part-time jobs? One hundred one part-time jobs? One hundred one part-time jobs? I mean, what you were saying before about women in music—they're sort of two sort of case studies of it, right? That I've sort of listened to podcasts about or read about recently, which is like Fiona Apple and Sinead O'Connor. Well, I think Sinead O'Connor's a very um interesting one because she was totally demonized by press for just being like just being a fucking icon mate like rip out pictures yeah. of the pope pop the yeah. fuck off bitch yeah. icon um but i think also she's a very good example because uh she's someone that has um you know obviously suffered for a lot and i think the press totally you know manipulated you know any sort of story and totally demonized her into being like portrayed as someone who was mm. unhinged when what she was doing is she was being outlandish um and I have the utmost respect for someone like her, but I think that's the thing. You can either be sort of diluted and turned into something which is palatable for a, a cis straight male audience, or you're just totally demonized if you don't do that, really. Do you think that like YouTube and TikTok and Bandcamp, that all of those things are massively like pulling away from the traditional music industry, right? From the From the big giant, corporations do you think that there's like becoming more of a more of like of a, a weight into independent music where the voices of independent music are getting bigger it's difficult because i you know like there are other platforms now which you know music you know can pop the fuck off on like tiktok but now you're seeing artists who are just making music specifically for tiktok so it's no different you're doing the same thing just on a different platform like it's like paramount's new album fucking amazing but like you got the this yeah. is why i don't leave the house that is a tiktok banger mate but like i'm sure going into that they knew because it's like you're trying to find target audiences yeah. so whereas the majority of like a young audience that would probably enjoy a band like paramore tiktok more than fucking hitting it for i don't know like you know a band camp or fucking like trying to hit it on radio yeah. really hard because that's where the audience yeah. is but then it's, it's inherently the same capitalist thing because you are just trying to reach that same audience that has changed platforms and the people who own those platforms remain the same giant corporations have you had to make many tricky decisions as a band so far have you found yourself at impasses where you're like okay fuck what do we who, what do we do here you know stuck between a rock and a hard place no not really not major ones i think we've just we've got our intentions pretty clear so we absolutely want to play the game and we want to get ourselves into spaces that aren't designed for us so but at the same time there is a very very clear line for us um in terms of working with certain people with allegations or something that we fundamentally absolutely cannot agree yeah. with or get over this hasn't happened yet i don't think has it can you think of something uh, la, 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 to my head um there's been times where we've been put on like you know we've been put on gigs with people um yeah i think oh yeah oh actually there was a really good example actually and this is something that i'm still not really okay with um but uh, I'm, I'm not going to say the band for legal reasons. Um, but there was a festival we were playing or maybe will be playing in the summer. Mm. Not going to say. 
Um, and then there was a band that were, or were not, um, taken off the um, festival bill because they were outed as um, a trigger warning because there was an essay or multiple essay cases. Um, and uh, basically we did a zine interview and they were like, who are you most excited to see at uh, blah, 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 insert festival here? And then in the interview, like our response was anyone apart from right. underscore aforementioned yep. band. Um, and then uh, it got asked to be taken out. Um, and that was really crushing because it was like, that's just going to have so much legal ramifications for you. Right. You can't fucking say that. And it's like, well, what's the fucking yeah. point then? Like, yeah, what's, be, what, why? Like, what's the fucking point of asking us? Like, like are interviewing us if you don't expect those fucking responses like it's like you know what we're doing you've you're interviewing us for this reason because people are jumping on the bandwagon they're like this is so nuanced and amazing activism but when it actually comes to it you're like oh no you, you can't fucking say that and it's like well like you can't have your cake and eat it yeah, like th exactly. these are examples of trying to dilute bands we have had quite a few instances where it sort of became evident that people like to pick and choose uh what aspects of us they like and oftentimes they like the chaos you know they like the fun and whatever but when it's time to sort of listen to what we have to say um and when it comes to sort of listening to something uncomfortable then people start to be like oh no i don't i don't like this like yeah. oh it's like why it do they have to people. why do they have to preach i mean i like lumbrini girls you know but why do they have to be so preachy it's something that we've heard word for word out right. of people's mouths um so that can be very frustrating but yeah in terms of like what like working with people and sort of coming to an impasse where we feel like we can't say no kind of thing i'm really confident that we're going to be very consequential about the right things um whilst also kind of doing certain things to just get ourselves into yeah. spaces where we might not be necessarily welcome like we're not gonna you know like reject like a bill that has like all, all an all-male lineup or anything like that that's you know that's the sort of bill we should right. fucking be on right. fuck's yeah. sake like like know. with yeah with like women are all, all non-binary queer and people and women are at risk of being tokenized um i think we're not really gonna shy away from that because we're still gonna get in there it's about using it to your mm. advantage exactly yeah I, i'm not just so. saying this because it's like the 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 you know the shape of the room that we're in now and i'm speaking to you guys this is something i've like had quite a lot in my life is that I've, I often wanted to play the game and I wanted to do Reading and Leeds and I wanted to, you know, do those bits, even though I like, come from a very kind of niche kind of scene that likes to pat each other on the backs. I was never really into the backpacking thing, thinking, oh, we're so cool, we're so great, we're better than anyone else. I was very interested in speaking and communicating, communicating with with a wider audience. I think that's kind of more interesting. I'm, I'm interested in the way that people live. I'm interested in people's lifestyles. I'm interested in the way that people think because it's really easy now to kind of look into a corner, be in your own little, be in your own crowd and you know congratulate everyone about how correct they are and everything rather than go out into the actual, you know, basically the real world, right? That is the real world out there, but it's interesting. I think that's the thing because, you know, it's, it's very important to, uh, you know, affirm 
your peers within like, you know, like the music community and to enforce those safe spaces. Um, but at the same time, you know, there is that, it is important to kind of understand, you know, how, like how do you incite change? Is that from preaching to the choir? Is that from screaming into an echo chamber or is it getting in front of people who don't want to fucking hear you and making them listen? Like that's that's how, you know, you incite change. And, you know, there's a lot of bands and it's like, you know, like we fucking hate capitalism for fuck's sake. Like, you know, it, it feeds into everything. And it's like, it's, you know, there's a lot of instances of a lot of like anarcho, like punk bands who are like, fuck Spotify, fuck this, fuck that. And it's like, totally understand that. But at the same time, if you genuinely want to incite change and you have to play the game, it's like, like we're signed to a label. We have a press person. We've got a radio plugger. We've got a distribution service that deals with Spotify and stuff, right? Inherently capitalist. But we just released a song off our EP called Boys in the Band, which is like the standalone like head single from our EP, which is about abuse on the scene and it touches on a lot of things. And that got added to New Music Friday on Spotify, which has got a shit ton of listeners. And like people who are going to go on that want to listen to fucking Billie Eilish for fuck's sake. They don't give a shit about what we're singing about, but that's on there and then they will listen to it. And that won't happen unless you unfortunately play the game and navigate things, unfortunately, in a way which does seem a bit, you know, compromising sometimes, but it's for like the greater 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 good. good. Yeah. Yeah, also I think... Like in terms of capitalism, it's always a really conflicting one, I think, because I don't think that removing yourself from the problem is going to solve (laughs) the problem. So I 100% am behind boycotting certain things. Um, It's really difficult, I guess, kind of knowing where to where to do that and where not to do that. But, you know, we're born into a society without really having an an alternative choice unless it's very, very extreme. Not everyone can handle those, you know, extreme alternatives. Like everyone's circumstances are different. Everyone's limits are different. You know, some people genuinely kind of have to participate in the capitalist mm-hmm. system. That's not mm-hmm. really a choice that is given to us. Um, so yeah, I think for us, we're just trying to make it work for us in our favor in order to incite some change inside some change and get a conversation going and just try to change something or like you know at least spread awareness because the more people are aware the more likely it is that there, there is going to be some kind of change you know and the more the more information there is out there the more people kind of turn against certain things um, the more of a chance we have to actually make make these changes because like it is a cliche but there is power yeah. in numbers yeah. like it's proven over and over again throughout history there's power in numbers my introduction to punk rock was going to the sound systems and the free shows around london as a teenager and one of the things that really struck me was that there were these message messages and there were the flyers, you know, you get handed a dozen flyers and it'd be crumpled up in your pockets all day. And, you know, you'd read them when you got home. And, but the, the thing that really that came first for me with that was the party. You know, it was, it was the smoke. It was the loud music. It was the dancing. It was the sleeping in the, on the grass in the at midday. You know, it was, it was really, it's a good time. Is that something that's important to you? It's to create that enjoyable party atmosphere, inclusive party atmosphere. Yeah, 
yeah, I think I that mean, just, we have a fucking laugh, don't yeah, we? Yeah, I think that just sort of, it's not intentional. Like, I think, you know, this band started out with just, I mean, yeah, with just sort of having fun and then everything else sort of kind of came fell along in, with it. Yeah, came along with it. Um, and then, yeah, we kind of learned that you need to expand, expand your audience and unfortunately you need to, you need to participate in this shitty capitalist game in order to broaden your audience, mm. um, which is very, very important. Um, but yeah, in terms of the, the partying thing, I mean... We have a fucking great time. Yeah. We, our shows, our live shows are fucking sick as fuck. They're I so threw fun. a Mars bar at some man's head the other day. And a Lynx shower and gel. And a Lynx shower gel. I like saw him, I was like, oh, you pelt with it and he was like oh she fucking slide tackled me yeah like, i was, was not expecting i mean we do do I was that trying to be like oi lily and i was like trying to like get the crowd to be like because we were doing an in-store at resident and like i was trying to be like get lily get lily to like the crowd to be like let her know i'm gonna fucking like wwe body slam her and they were like yeah and i was like no fucking get her and i was playing guitar so i was like yeah, and they were like, were you not standing next like, to each it. other? Were, they, were you not standing quite close to each other? Well, I moved away. Yeah, we kind of just walked walked about a little bit and but went yeah. out the shops. I went to the shops and started mushrooms. Got a running jump. Yeah, I so when Phoebe went to the shops, I I like I just walked outside with my bass as well, just continued playing, and the drummer was left inside uh, by herself playing as well. And like Phoebe fucked off to the shops. Obviously, someone had to keep playing the music, so <laughs> I, I was like just outside the store, and like people just started like asking me like to take pictures with me, and like I was trying, to, <laughs> I was trying to keep this baseline going whilst like their kids were like kind of gathering around me, and everyone was taking photos. Someone was blowing bubbles, right. like that's funny. It was yeah. So that was really fun. Were you playing in bands before? Well, like we're, we're like coming into Lambrini Girls. Like, what like experience did you have? Like, how many were you playing? Yeah, were you playing before? Oh, yeah, we play. We've both played in other bands. Yeah, um, me and Phoebe and Kat, our old drummer, we played together in um, a band called Wife Swap USA. Nice. Sounds like great um, TV show. And obviously, Lambrini Girls. Yeah, yeah, Lambrini Girls were already a thing. I wasn't a member. Oh. I was playing in a couple of other bands. I played in um, a band called Sit Down and a New York band called Pure Adult. So I knew Jeremy, the singer, through um, my partner because they worked together. And they were doing an EU run and they asked me to nice. play with them. Um, so, yeah, when we were in Wife Swap, I quit Wife Swap because we were doing too many shows. And then about a month later, uh, Lambrini Girls' bassist left and they were like i depth for them twice and then they were like do you want to join and i was like hmm i just quit a band because i don't want to play any more gigs but i was like i just had so much fun and like both cat and phoebe were my best mates um and so yeah i just like i just did it and then i'm really fucking glad i did because it ended up being exactly right for me come on Good stuff. Yeah. Well, we were both playing in bands before. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't want to speak for, nah, for I, Phoebe. But. I think, like, it's it's a weird one, like, because we spoke about this in other interviews as well. It's like, I tried, like, and I know Lily did as well. Like, we, before, like, before Wife Swap, that was, like, the first, like, band that 
people like when I joined Wife Swap because it was like quite like a Brighton clousy, it never really left Brighton. But people were like, Wife Swap's so fucking cool, man. Oh my god, are you in Wife Swap? But before that, people wouldn't give me the time of day. They thought I was a right. fucking weirdo. And I go into Same. venues and be like, hello. And people would be like, who are you? And then suddenly, like, because um, so I mate Harry, uh, he was like, do you want to join this band? Because I play keys as well. And I was like, yeah, I play keys in the band. And then suddenly everyone wants to <laughs> fucking talk to you. Yeah, it's um, fucking ridiculous. It's like, this is something that has yeah. bothered me for so fucking long. Because like, I've, I've you know, I've, I studied music and like, I've, I was kind of in a band, but it wasn't a very cool band. We weren't very good. Um, actually, fuck that. No, we were, we were quite yeah. good for what it was at the time. Got to celebrate it. Um, um but like i would go to gigs um and people would just like look you up and down ask you what you do and then if you don't say oh i'm in xyz band or like work for fred perry i work for you know if they couldn't gain anything out of you or thought that you were cool they wouldn't even fucking bother to like say hello or ask you how you are everything changed the first the first ever gig i played so many people that never bothered to talk to me, say hello, which I had actively noticed through going to gigs, suddenly started speaking to me. And I was so conscious and like, it just proves over and over and over again. Like people who, who I've known for years, who clearly like unfollowed me on Instagram a while <laughs> ago, which I didn't notice, have now started following me again. I'm like, oh, well, 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 you come <laughs> crawling, crawling back. back. Uh, yeah, it's it's absolute. I, I had like a few examples because I I'm like I'm not very socially attuned. If you haven't realised, but I'm not very socially attuned. And when I meet new people, I just be like, eh, eh, eh. um. But like I remember like having some like instances of people like just take like the fucking piss out of me. Be rude to your and, face. Like, then yeah, or like you'd hear them like laugh at you, and like they'd see it and they'd be like, oh, yeah, she's not very nice, she's doing fucking dickhead and stuff like that. <laughs> like, which is fair. Like, people quite, still do that. People do do that, <laughs> but I've, it's fine now. But like, people would do it now, and they're just like, yeah, you're a fucking prick. But like, people would be like, do it like they were better than you. And I remember, like, there was one instance where like someone was just like ripping the shit out of me, and it made me feel really small. And then, like, I think it was, like, maybe I bumped into them, like, two years later. And they were, like, oh, my God, babe, Lambrini Girls is doing, like, you're so, you're everywhere. I love. Oh, my God, I know yeah, who this is. Yeah, and I was just, like, okay, nice to see you, too. Um, but, like, it's just kind of classic because it seems like it's just sort of, like, yeah. the norm um, for people. Like, it seems to be okay to do that. And it's, like, it kind of makes me sad. But I think it's also, like, it's important, like, if you've gone through that yourself and understand that, you have to, like, sort of earn your fucking place, which you shouldn't mm. have to. I think it's, like, being two people who have, like, experienced, like, you know, like, having your backs turned to you and stuff like that is, like, you understand the importance of sort of leveraging bands that aren't in the position that you are in or younger yeah. bands and stuff like that. Also, yeah. people are fucking people. Like, it doesn't matter what band you are in or what you do. Everybody deserves to just be spoken to and acknowledged because it can make you feel so worthless when you're at a gig or like anywhere, you know, any anything to do with the music scene. And like, just because you're not directly involved in it doesn't mean that you deserve to be just completely ignored and not treated like a person. Yeah. It's so <laughs> demoralizing and discouraging and hurtful. Like it, it, you have, you know, obviously like know your worth and stuff and it's great for people that do, but it does it does affect 
your self-worth a little bit or at least in the moment it makes you feel really shit about yourself because you feel like you don't deserve you know just normal we have a we have a responsibility to be nice we bloody do i think you know it's it's super important to like support you know bands even if you don't if you don't necessarily love them even if you don't like them it it takes no more effort than it is to be an arsehole to to say oh nice one tight gig or whatever you know yeah i, I think it's like, like set bro really enjoyed yeah, that set bro it's true no though. i think like it's important like there's sometimes because i think there's also an argument it's like if you don't like a band you're allowed to say you don't like a band but at the same time just don't be a prick about it like i had like this one instance i was at old blue last and i was like watching a band and i was like i'm not very keen on them and then this person shouted me they're like you, you can't say that and i was like well yeah i can like they're good musicians i'm just not a fan of their music and they were like you can't say that bro you can't and i was like well, I can because like art is also about you know have forming totally an opinion on that. But at the same time, it's not like I think you know it's like if if you know there's a band that which are younger than you, then you also younger or maybe not as far along but as the, you are. It's very important to that band it. that you didn't like. Would you go out of your way to discourage them? No, exactly. I was just talking to someone. Yeah. I literally just turned to someone and they were like, "Are you sticking up here?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm not big fans of these guys, so I'm going to go get a drink." And they were like, "What?" I think British people in particular, sorry, I'm I'm half Portuguese, half Turkish, and that like I grew up in Germany. But one thing I've noticed when I moved over here, British people in particular take things so fucking personally. Like you cannot say anything objective to anyone. And like there's been so many times where like I've just said something like completely like in my eyes normal. And, you know, I don't, it doesn't mean that I like the person any less. It doesn't mean that I like, you know, I want to put them down or anything. I just say things objectively and people are just like, look at me like I'm a horrible fucking person. And like, I don't understand that. I have really big issues with kind of thinking that way because for me, I say things and I don't mean it in a personal way and I don't mean it in an offensive way. And people just seem to really, really take it to heart in a negative way and just just fucking just be chill like it's okay like if i you know it's nothing your pants yeah just don't don't shit your pants but there's a line between like having having an opinion and like kind of keeping things to yourself sometimes and being rude to one another because basically like it's important to encourage one another it's it's really important to push one another up because everything else is fucking putting their thumb on our foreheads do you know what i mean yeah I think it's important, like, go to a gig. Like, if there's a band that you know and you haven't seen before, go check them out. Go and see them. If you don't like them, that's okay. Yeah. Because at the same time, I think I understand. If everyone likes every fucking single band, then nothing would have any value. Would art have value if everyone liked the same thing? The promoters, no. would, promoters would be rich. But go and check it out. Yeah, there we go. I mean, it probably would be a bit of a... A weird one but still go and check it out like go and see if you like it like give it a chance always i had a friend say the other day like all music's good music because you can choose to listen to something or not yeah i think art generally isn't objective like art is subjective and that you know that spans across any any art form really like i don't like depends what you like <laughs> there you I go but you know i'm not gonna stop scar like <laughs> Like, just you and the bad on. manners singer. Like I respect your bit, but I just don't. <laughs> I don't like no, madness. No. They're not for me, but I respect right. what they did. We're gonna have to end, um, end this interview you know. soon. 
Well, that's okay. <laughs> leave it. Leave it with that. Yeah. Um, Phoebe doesn't don't like, like don't like Scar. Nice one. I, I like to end these with some good like work fail stories. Phoebe, you strike me as someone who's maybe had some work gaffes. Oh my God. I've been fired from like probably like seven jobs. Do you, do you mean band specific? No, jobs. jobs. No, jobs. Okay. I got fired from Burger King. Um, I got fired from Monkey Business, which is a soft play center because I was really hung over there and I was like sweating. They were like, you can't do this to your own kids. I got fired from a vape factory. <laughs> I worked in a vape factory with my friend Lucy in the summer and I got fired because they were shipping all this vape liquid across seas and I put like I didn't put any of the lids on properly so it all spilled and they lost like thousands of pounds um I did not know yeah, that yeah. about you yeah it was it was a crazy time I stopped oh no I didn't yeah fuck um yeah. Uh, what else did I work uh I got fired from Universal Music I worked at Universal Music I got like I got there like as a like a temp for a recruitment agency and uh, I got fired because I basically wasn't really doing my job properly. And they'd be like, you said it was your aunt's like wedding and that's why you couldn't work today, but we've just seen you've played a gig in Rotterdam. Um, so that too, I think that's all the jobs I've been fired from. I've not got nearly as interesting stories as Phoebe because I've never been fired. I did walk out, walk out of a job once mid-shift. I was working at New Look as a, as a what was it? A footwear specialist. Fucking hell. It was so depressing. It was just, it was in Woking as well at the Peacock Centre. <laughs> what? Like, it was just fucking awful. And HR came in and were like just checking everything. And like the manager was speaking to me like absolute shit. So I just went and got my coat and just walked out. And it was like my only full time job. Like it wasn't a part time one. I was just like, literally, fuck this. Um, that's, yeah i can't really that's a um, that's a quite yeah. like a big special that's like quite a big title isn't it footwear specialist sounds footwear exciting specialist. you'd yeah. think so wouldn't you but i was like 19 and like yeah. just like raw dog in it raw dog in it like not in education like just having to pay rent kind of thing <laughs> yeah. but yeah actually yeah i've worked at fender for the last four years nice um and now i have to quit and move on for yeah, we'll see. You got your notice, so you you finish in what, like two weeks, three weeks? I guess, yeah, yeah, about three weeks. I'm scared. I don't like change at all. What's the first thing you're gonna do? Well, I'm going on tour the very next day of my last day, so I guess that's yeah. What have you been doing at Fender? Um, I'm a, a sales admin slash account manager. So I work because I I grew up in Germany, so I speak German, so. Um, I was looking after like the German dealers, basically, and like yeah, B B two B. Ich spreche and bisschen Deutsch. Sehr gut. Ich lerne. Um, yeah, hört sich toll an. Toll. Ich liebe Deutsch, Val. That means I love diarrhea. That's yeah. the only thing I know how to say them. Yeah. I think that's the point to finish, isn't it? Yeah. Final maybe. word. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's been ace. Thank you. You're a legend. Yeah, you see. So there they were, Lily and Phoebe from Lambrini Girls. Listen to that EP, You're Welcome. It's a rager. You can catch them on tour this summer, going all over. And also supporting Iggy Pop at his dog day afternoon in Crystal Palace. All right, see you later this week for another episode with The Oozes. See you then. Cheers. <laughs>